KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. It's a tale as old as time. The Thunder lose again, 106-96 to against the Utah Jazz. This is your First Take Thunder postgame show. I am Christine Butterfield. Alongside me, not across the glass, what? but across from me, is your favorite producer's favorite producer, Matt Burton. Yeah, what's going on with this? I don't know if I can keep that title. If you're here? If I'm in here. I yeah, don't know I don't what's know going on. That. I don't know what to do with my hands. I, I don't know what to call you besides Vibe Master. <laughs> the Vibe Master. Don't vibe on me, okay? <laughs> don't vibe on Matt. But... Like I said, Matt is sitting next to me. That means that behind the glass tonight is your one and only at Radio's Ryan, Ryan Chapman. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. What a night of Thunder basketball, guys. It ticked all the boxes. Young member of the core goes off, yes. Thunder lose, yes. Is it more competitive than most games they've played recently? Yes. So it was competitive. For half. It was great. We're, it was competitive juiced, in the first right? quarter and fourth quarter. And in the it was, uh, it was competitive at half. It, ish. Yeah, it was like a two-point game. Yeah, it was a two-point yeah. game at halftime. Yeah. It was competitive yeah, through two it was quarters. Fine. It was fine. But like you said, ticked all the boxes. They stayed competitive throughout most of the game, which is something that is fun to watch for most Thunder fans, right? And then you have this amazing story of Lou Dort just popping off. And thank God he did because no one else for the Thunder seemed to be able to pull their own weight. He became... One of six players in the Thunder's history to score above 40 points in one game. He had a career high of 42 points. His previous season career high was 26, and then his playoff career high was 30. Beat both of those out of the water. Also had a career high of threes made tonight with seven threes (laughs) made. This guy just couldn't stop shooting, Matt. And we'll get to Ryan up for this in a second because he kind of exceeded... Ryan's magic number of maximum <laughs> right. shots. Uh, kind of, yes. <laughs> just a, <laughs> just wait, a just tad. a tad, because um, Ryan over there likes Lou Dort to shoot 10 shots per game. It's almost like you guys don't listen to me. And he blew it out of the water with 31. <laughs> was was made, <laughs> 31 attempts tonight. Was Shea playing? No. So the rule doesn't apply. So. Okay, I don't like I don't like how Ryan just comes up with these random exceptions right, for all of his right. rules. Like just stick to one thing, bro. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's always been anyway. the rule. If Shay's playing, you can only have ten shots. Interesting. But I don't yeah, remember. Lou, I don't recall. But yeah, Lou Matt. Dort seven for eleven from three tonight. And I I brought it up last post game, but it felt like he was forcing things last game. It felt like he was forcing it a little bit too much, like not uh-huh. letting the game come to him. And in the first quarter I mean the shoot the shots he was shooting were they were wide open. Like right. he was just he was letting the game come to him, letting the offense work, and then uh the ball kinda ended up in his hands at some point and then, you know, he got that confidence going, took it in, shot a little fadeaway in the lane over Rudy Gobert, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the few shots that the Thunder actually got up over Rudy Gobert tonight. Um because he was just insane. <laughs> like he always is, uh, in low post defense. Just um yeah, but no, Lou Dort tonight, yeah, let let the game come to him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Didn't, he was, didn't force it as much as he did last game. Right. And yeah, it was it was refreshing to see. It's a, it's awesome what can happen when you let the offense w- run through, and then hey, you're left with an open shot. Yeah, that's exactly what Mark Dagnalt's 
offense pulls from, right, is making sure you get that extra pass to find that wide open shot. It just so happened that Lou Dortz were the ones that were falling tonight because other players had wide open shots. Fima Kailuk had some open looks. Ty Jerome had open looks that he took advantage of. He was four of nine from behind the arc tonight. Um, Darius Baisley got involved a tad, and Moses Brown was good underneath. But besides those players... No one else could really seem to let their shot fall. So when the ball is moving through the offense, you tend to go through the hot hand. And that ended up being Lou Dort tonight. But like you said, Matt, he didn't really force anything that wasn't there. But I'll go to Ryan on this. What did you think of when Lou Dort was obviously hot? He was 4 or 5 from behind the arc at one point. He ended up being 7 of 11. So he went down a little bit in efficiency by his confidence, I'm sure. Do you think... So he took 31 attempts tonight. I know that we just made a joke about, you know, you like it to be 10, but obviously SGA is not in. But 31 attempts is a tad much, yet he made 42. Do you see that being a little bit too much for him, or do you think you might as well just keep shooting? Well, on a night like tonight, doesn't really matter. Like, if there's no SG, like, Lou Dort and Darius Baisley are the only two Thunder starters that that played in this game, if you go off of their initial starting lineup from that first stretch of the season, including George Hill and Al Horford, who are both not with the team for for various reasons. So once you kind of set that aside, I I think that, yeah, especially when with that hot start that he had, 18 points in the first quarter, guys, he's only scored more than 18 points for the entire game seven times this year. Right. So when you're obviously feeling it, I have absolutely no problem as long as it's in the flow of the offense. And like you guys said, there was no point tonight in which you felt like, oh, Lou Dort is now forcing shots. Like if you want to nitpick, maybe there were two or three shots in transition in the third quarter, but yeah. that was when the Thunder had already given up that 17 to three run. They were already basically out of the game, and it's just one of those situations where I imagine Lou Dort was a little frustrated because he's like, guys, I'm out here having the game of my life. You look up at the <laughs> scoreboard and, and like. The Jazz are up by like twenty. It felt like so. Outside of that, I, like I, there's nothing about this game that I'm just like, no, I, I would not like to see that again because he did it within the flow of the offense. And, and really, my favorite part, honestly, was his very first two three pointers because both yeah. times, like, yeah, Matt was saying, like you were saying, Christine, that he let the offense come to him, but you know that he was comfortable too because the Jazz left him wide open. Great job by the Thunder to move the ball around. And what did he do? He took that extra half second. He wasn't rushed at all. He made sure that his feet were set, made that extra little half step to ensure that everything was together, going up together. Like, that's what you love to see when a guy's that comfortable. So when you start like that and when it's in the flow of the offense, like, let it fly, guys. It's not a playoff game, nothing like that. Go for it. Yeah, Ryan, he definitely let his kind of muscle memory take it into account there and just kind of let it flow into his shot and just let him fall. And that's exactly what makes these shooters look so good when they're able to make each shot look very comfortable and very fluid and not like they're just jacking up a shot because they know that they're open. So it was good to see him find some rhythm in his shot tonight because I know some people in the past have said that his shot looks a tad streaky, but this season I think he's really made sure his shot looks more fluid has his muscle memory going, and you saw it tonight, obviously. But kind of moving on to a couple other players, Moses Brown didn't have that bad of a night. He actually ended up having a double-double, which, of course, is going to be outshined by Lou Dort's historic night. But he ended up with 
10 defensive rebounds, 15 total, and 12 points to account for. And there were some good moments by him where he um, was down in the middle of the lane and just able to get some really quick putbacks and kind of clean up the game a little bit. And that's basically the gist of what I can say because I think he showed glimpses of kind of being that garbage guy tonight but it wasn't enough for me to feel like he really contributed to the game that much but what do you think about that Matt? Yeah no he definitely contributed in what was it 12 and 15 12 points 15 rebounds especially when you are factoring in who he was going against tonight. True. true. In Rudy Gobert. Um, Rudy Gobert made his presence felt all night and uh I thought Moses Brown did about as good a job as Moses Brown could do against Rudy Gobert tonight, in all honesty. I, I don't think you could ask for much like much more out of Moses Brown going against Rudy Gobert. Yeah, that's very true. But Ty Jerome. I want to go to Ryan. Ryan Jerome. Ryan Jerome. Ryan. Do I not get to chime in on Moses Brown? Oh, sure, if you want to. Well, I was just going to say that Moses Brown did exactly what like the Thunder had to do, which is... The Jazz coming off, this, it's the second night of a back-to-back. They're the best team in the league, record-wise. And Moses Brown just gave his 100% energy there in that first quarter specifically. Like, you could tell that Rudy Gobert, there were times where he was just like, I'm Rudy Gobert, I'm like 7'8", or 7'4", but I'm Rudy Gobert, I'm going to go out there, and I'm just going to, by virtue of being in the right position, I'm going to collect these boards. And and early on, Moses Brown got those two offensive rebounds, basically just picking it right off of Gobert's hands, because Gobert wasn't going up really with any effort, and you're sitting there going, that's exactly what you need to do. Like, you need to get out there, punch this Jazz team in the mouth, and make them have that conscious decision that we have to play basketball tonight. Now you have to give credit to the Jazz on the other end for responding and coming back like that, but I think Moses Brown and Lou Dort obviously offensively, those two were were the one-two punch there in that first quarter that set the tone of, this is what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to raise your level of game, and unfortunately for OKC, the Jazz did that. But I I think Moses Brown deserves not as much credit as Lou Dort, but still a ton of credit. Yeah, what I liked about what I saw from the Thunder early tonight was they made Utah pay attention because with Utah's really great record of 41 and 14 this season they usually go into these games very confident they're gonna know that they're gonna run the pace they're gonna play their game and other people have to match their level but with Lou Dort coming out so hot and with Moses Brown looking pretty confident down low in the beginning they made Utah make adjustments which other teams haven't really been able to do that well this season and a lot of that is tied to Lou Dort's defensive ability, he was stopping Donovan Mitchell over and over and over again. He couldn't seem to get anything going until a little bit later. So I do applaud Oklahoma City Thunder's way of making Utah pay attention to them, making them make adjustments, and making them have to transition the way that they viewed this game. Because I'm sure that the Jazz came in in this game thinking, oh, this probably isn't going to be that big of a deal. Yeah, they're tanking. They're going to give us this one. Right. And then... Uh, Lou Dort had other uh, he had other plans, right? Of course, and I mean, some player for the Thunder has to step up, right? Right, but- has to, and and, pro- and probably the listen, the scouting report on Lou Dort is like we all know he's not a good outside shooter mm-hmm. normally, um, and yeah, that, that's probably what there was part of their game plan. Like, hey, like you can sag off of him, you can help off of him, and then boom, 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 he starts hitting him. So. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's start guarding this guy. But yeah, no, the 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 Jazz are just way better. They were just way better. <laughs> They're just way more talented. <laughs> it's it kind of similar. It's kind of similar to the 76ers game. Right. Uh, the only difference is the Thunder actually hung around for a half. 
exactly. I mean, we've kind of already spoken a lot about who obviously did the most for the Thunder tonight, but might as well make it official. Ryan, the coming into player of the game. Now, the franchise Thunder player of the game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. Who wants to go first? I will, Lou Dort. <laughs> I'll steal it. You off the Dang. table now? Yeah, no, he's not off the table. Yeah, I guess because I, there's I, no one else. I, can I also go Lou Dort? Are we allowing that? Yes, you may. Sure. You may. Christine, yeah. do you want to yeah, also go Lou Dort? I yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll go right. Lou Dort. There we go. Boom. Yeah, no career night. Forty-two points for Lou Dort. That's, I mean, that's just insane. You know what? You, that sentence. Forty-two points for Lou Dort. I am slightly pissed about this though, and I was okay. talking with yeah. Matt about this before we started the postgame show because. SGA's career high is 42 points as well. And I was just hoping that Lou Dort could just get right over there just so we could make the jokes, just so, you know, it could be a storyline because I, I just thought it would be funny. And the dude went three of seven from the free throw line tonight. Oh, no. If he made one more free throw... It would or, have been his. Or just any of the transition layups. This is not well, this is not I'm exclusively just, a Lou Dort thing. Everyone <laughs> in the late third, early fourth was missing transition layups no, in Sunset Orange. Yeah, Darius Baisley missed a ton. Roby was terrible. Right. Yeah. Exclusively not, in transition in the third quarter. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. <laughs> asterisk. <laughs> yeah, so don't come for Ryan on Twitter because he made it very clear <laughs> when they were not making transition points. And we'll talk about that in the second segment because I really do want to get into that. But... Going back to Lou Dort, though, yes, he could have made some shots in transition and gotten above that hump, easy, you know, layups that should have been made. But free throws for me are just such an easy shot, especially when when you're in the league, you can usually shoot around 60, 70 percent and be fine for him to only get what what would that be? That's under 50 for sure. That's like what, 45 around 45 percent, something like that. Oh, no, I got into this uh, area of work, so I didn't have to do math, so I can't tell you. <laughs> I think about that I really often, yeah, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it really pissed me off that he just couldn't make one more free throw because the Utah Jazz gave him the opportunity. They found him at the three. He only made one of his shots with like a minute and a half left. Come on, Lou, be better. You know, he's he's Canadian. They're, uh, they're notoriously very nice, so he just didn't want to show up his... Uh, his fellow Canadian friend Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, saving his pride. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I. That's what I account for. I think they're. I think he was just being really nice, like the like the Canadians are. I I just think the important thing here is not to stereotype. But. Is uh, Kevin Durant? Okay. Russell yeah. Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. James Harden. I know those guys. Yeah. Sure. Paul George. Uh huh. Yeah. Know him. And now, SGA and Lou Dort. Those are your career 40-point scores for the Oklahoma City Thunder franchise. Isn't that wild? So you're saying... Are you saying... Those guys are you saying Lou Dort's an all-star? I'm just, I'm just <laughs> those saying. Those guys, minus Paul George, went to uh, NBA Finals for the Thunder. So. All I'm saying is that, uh, oh, you better not put Notre Dame on the schedule. You better... <laughs> Lou Dort's going to get traded. Uh-oh. Biggest seal the Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder postgame show presented by TotallyTickets.com on 1077 The Franchise. All I asked for was a freaking rotating chair, okay? Oh, okay. 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 Getting a little afraid. I need an old priest and a young priest. The power of Christ compels you. The Thunder probably need a old priest and a young priest 
Lou Dort played larger than life today. Ooh. Shout out Backstreet Boys. Let's go. All right. Thunder lose again, 106 to 96 against the Utah Jazz. But all wasn't bad. We already talked about Lou Dort's historic night. But they had a little bit of help from Moses Brown as well as Ty Jerome. Who actually was 4 of 9 from behind the arc, scored 14 points total, was the second player for the Thunder to hit double digits tonight. Thank God it finally happened because it happened deep in the third quarter. It happened with like one and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Finally, they got someone else up there on the on the board. Um, but his night wasn't bad. You know, whenever I watch Ty Jerome play, I really like his playmaking ability. I think he has a good floor vision, and I think that his passes are a little bit sharper than the average player. But I wanted to ask you, Matt, first, and then we'll go to Ryan on this because well, they're the same reasons. person. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, like they have a lot in common. Because yeah, yeah. Ryan, I'm going to ex- Ryan hand quotes Ryan if that is your <laughs> name. No, I'm going to explain your game, and then you can explain your own game. Yeah. To us. Yeah. But no, I would just say, Ty Drum, like you said, his playmaking, like that's what, and I remember watching him a lot at Virginia because they played Duke twice a year. I obviously oh, pay attention okay. to Duke basketball and he always stuck out to me. It just his playmaking ability. And like you said, his passing, his court vision, and he always plays under control. He's never in a hurry. He never forces anything except that 50-foot shot that he had to at the end of the <laughs> at the end of the shot clock that he made. And what's so crazy about his control is that he's still so quick. Like he yeah. has a great change of pace too and he's so comfortable with it. Yeah, and I think that's that's part of like being under control and playing the game at your pace. You're making everyone pay it, play it at your pace. And um I don't know, and his his shooting ability too, like he can hit shots. He had one, he had an Anthony Morrow shot tonight where he Shot it right where he caught it, a little catch high, keep high. And I was like, okay, I didn't know Ty Jerome had that in the bag. So uh-huh. that was cool. That was kind of cool to see. But uh, yeah, and I've said this before. It's insane that I enjoy watching a guy that played at Virginia because <laughs> they're the most boring team ever in college basketball history. So, yep. Uh, yeah, good right for Ty Jerome. You. Breaking good down barriers. Good for Ty Jerome. But Ryan, we have to get your opinion on this because you are basically Ty Jerome. I mean, I think we need to pump the brakes. He got torched so. defensively and was a huge reason why the Jazz went on that 17-3 to run. You would, never, you would never get torched defensively. Correct. Uh, one time, fun fact, Joe Mixon missed a layup, and I was standing within 10 feet of him. So, Were you saying that you aided to that? I'm, not, I, I'm telling you I had nothing to do with it, but I was technically checking him. So again, Ty Jerome. <laughs> yeah, but, Ty Jerome then, played like, Joe Mixon. Anyway, right, exactly. Yeah, right. the 14, and he was 10 feet away. Same person. 14 points, the 4 and 9 for threes, which we really need to chalk to 3 of 8, because let's be honest, he got forced into that just wild. We all saw him make it. Yeah, he made it. It happened. He made it. He got forced into it. He's not taking that shot normally unless he, you know, has to. But, uh, you know, still more turnovers than assists. He got torched defensively. Like, yes, he's a he's a fine playmaker on the second unit, but like the second unit didn't run tonight. So I still take Ty Jerome playmaking ability right now a little bit over Teo Maladon's from what I've seen as of late. Well, running with the starters, I, I think it would think, be the same thing. I also think Teo Maladon maybe has hit a, a wall. He's maybe hit a rookie wall. I he's playing he more than what any of us thought that he would be playing. For the for the starting unit, too. And, not, and yeah. more, more than what probably Teo Maladon thought yes. he was going to be playing this oh, year. Oh, absolutely. So, and more games than he's played probably in his entire life for in a season. Yeah. 
because uh, there was that thing in, in France where his coach would sit him. He just refused because, to play yeah, him, and Tony to Parker's him, so. just yelling no. from <laughs> the it, owner's actually. box. He's no! like, you're costing him money, dude. You're costing him money. Um, but yeah, no, I, think, I think that might be kind of mainly what, what Teo's problem is. I think he might be hitting a little bit of a, a rookie wall, playing all these minutes and starting and... Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's an apples to oranges conversation with the roles they're being asked to play currently. Because if sure. yeah. Jerome got torched with the second unit, you slide him in with the starters, it's going to be even worse. I just I think that Ty Jerome is better at finding his shot than Teo Maladon right now. And I think he's able to balance it better than Teo Maladon can. I'm not saying that Teo Maladon is less athletic because I think he's the more athletic of the two. And I think that he has a, a lot of the same court vision that Ty Jerome does. I just think that... Ty Jerome is able to balance his game more than Teo Maladon, and that's why I would take him over Maladon at this point. I would say that's also a bit of like the what they're asked to do right now too. Because if Teo, if like roles reversed, I would I would think Teo would be taking the majority of the shots on the second unit too, Probably. and trying to look for his shot more, which he really doesn't have to that much when he's starting playing with Dort and Baisley and guys like that. So I think that might be. I think that might be part of it, honestly. That's also the advantage of having a guy that normally spending more than a year or two in college is a knock on somebody. But Jerome coming in, you know, still out of the 2019 draft, but he's he's already 23. That's just one of those things that he's just had that many more years of basketball under his belt that you can kind of figure it out. NBA experience, you know, it's a, it's about level. And, you know, you had Jerome last year in Phoenix and the G League and stuff. But uh, otherwise, it's... You hope that eventually that'll come with age, and that's something that for now Teo can learn from uh, Ty. You'd hope in practice day in and day out. I'd hope so because uh, Teo was one of six from the floor and oh three from behind the arc. So clearly can't focus on two things at once, but that's okay. He's young. I mean, he's he'll playing. grow into it. I mean, Mike Conley's a good player. I'm not saying I'm not saying he wasn't defended well. I'm just saying that Ty Jer- like even though Ty Jerome was playing with the bench, sure he's playing against. A little bit of an easier defense, sure. You, but Conley's a really like elite defender. So if you put Ty Jerome on Conley, like that's what I'm saying. It's, it's apples to oranges. I, I think that you're getting a similar product out of Jerome if Conley's checking in for a majority of his minutes. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that they're not like comparable. I'm just saying that as as of tonight, what I'm going off of, what I saw tonight, I think that Ty Jerome played better from that position than Tail Maladon. But that's probably more of a conversation to get into. When we talk about the worst players of the game, because we've kind of already gone through loose historic night. We've gone through Moses Brown being a good contributor and we've gone through Ty Jerome being pretty good considering that he was coming off the bench tonight. So I guess it's now time to get into the tank commander of the game. We're good. Tanking. Tanking through the quad and into the gymnasium. Come on, everybody! I just want it to be known, in case the people aren't aware, that that is Matt's inserted voice saying the word tanking. Oh, yeah. Tanking! See, there you go. Boom. I, exactly. I, I like the live read better. Next time, I'm just going to stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Stop, stop it every time. Yes. And wait yes. till Matt says it. Absolutely. We can, do that. we can do that. All right, Ryan, you want to go first? Yeah, it's Isaiah Roby. He had. A, he was okay, like had a confident-looking start. Then you start looking down, and he's only two of eight, dribbling off his foot, missing layups in transition. 
just five points. And that's fine because he's a guy that just spent basically, what, two weeks in concussion protocol? And that's A-OK. We saw this out of Lou Dort literally last game in the first quarter is that he looked like he was trying to force it a little bit. True. And you saw what happened tonight. Now, am I saying that tomorrow night Isaiah Roby's going to go for 42 against the Warriors? Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm saying. No, but it's one of those things that, look, it's one game. It is what it is. But uh, tonight, I I thought he was the worst player for the Thunder. Matt? Um, I I was also going to choose Roby. I'm not going to choose him this time. I am going to choose Svee Luke. Yes. Yeah. Christine, right? Right? Where did he? Where did he go to call it? Kansas. Nice. I'm glad uh, I'm glad Bryce Thompson's finally getting out of there. Good for him. Poor guy. I know. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's been a miserable experience. He, he had it rough. Wow, he but really But yeah, no. Svima Kyluk, five points, three boards, two of seven from, from the field. Um, kind of struggled a little bit tonight. We've seen that it, the past couple games he's struggled a little bit, and which is uh, which is weird because I'm about to compliment Speed here. I'm about to compliment a Jayhawk. Wow. But, since since trading from uh, Detroit, he's looked pretty good. He's looked pretty good, and a guy that I would be okay with the Thunder trying to re-sign for the right price <laughs> to like kind of help this bench unit out uh, going forward. But uh, yeah, past couple games have not been uh, they haven't been his night. Uh, to to your point there, since the All Star break, mainly when Spies joined the team, this Thunder bench is fifth in the league in bench scoring. So I know they, they pretty great. much yeah. the bench pretty much outscores every other adversary's bench that they play against. Yeah, like he's played great since coming here. But yeah, no, the past two games, strictly the past two games, he's been my tank commander of the game. So I'm sorry, Christine. I'm not really sorry, but. Don't be too sorry because he's actually going to be my tank commander of the oh, game. Oh no! Too. And this is <laughs> so rough fire. for me to. I know it's rough for me to say, but he's someone that coming off the bench. He's usually their most consistent three-point shooter coming off of the bench, and that's kind of his bread and butter there. And in a game like this, they needed someone to bring that electricity and bring that energy offensively with the bench with the players they had tonight, and he fell short. And when you're supposed to be this consistent guy, he's scoring around, you know, 10 points per game. He got half of that tonight with five. Can't be doing that, bro. It's okay. It happens. It's hard, to, it's hard to get up to play a game, I, I would assume, in Salt Lake City. I would assume it would be mean, hard to get up can't to play. You, for can't game. you focus on basketball there, too? Mm. Who's, who's going out in Salt Lake City? Mm. The nightlife, that Salt Lake Now you're true. But that that's true. That's true. But I I don't know. I, I think uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, Utah. Isn't, Utah. Isn't that just the... that doesn't like if you're in Salt Lake City, Utah. I've never been, so I'm sorry. Like if it's a, I'm sure it's a really beautiful place. I've do we, never. Do we need the qualifier? I don't think there's a lot of Salt Lake sympathizers out there. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Within the. I'm just pretty but sure. Isn't I that like think... the Mormon? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Mormon oh, yeah. concentrated place of the yeah, yeah. United States. All so we're trying to say yeah. is playing the Jazz tonight, Lou Dort might have sounded a little sharp. Svee bounced out. He was okay. flat. He was. He was. We're, do, we're, doing, <laughs> we're doing music jokes. Get it? Hardy har har. <laughs> Hashtag take note. Sharp. Flat. <laughs> ha! Hashtag the Jazz gave Thunder some treble. Love it. It's easy Love to it. be flat. Love it. Without music, life would be flat.
Shout out, Norman North Choir t-shirt. Stop saying flat jokes. Come up with something else. All right, guys. The Thunder lose 106 to 96 against the Utah Jazz. We're going to be taken around the association by Ryan when we come back so we can hear about other fun games tonight. And we have a lot of other fun stuff, too. I'm sure. Back to the Oklahoma City Thunder first take Thunder postgame show presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise. You know the f- vibes? good vibes in the franchise studios of course always always i'm christine butterfield alongside matt burton and ryan chapman from behind the board who will take us around the association in just a second but before we do a little housekeeping thunder lose 106 to 96 against the utah jazz there were six players for the jazz tonight that were in double digits um bogdanovich niang Gober, Gobert, sorry, <laughs> Conley. Sometimes whenever Gobert. I do, you ever like read a name the right. way it's spelled, and then like as you're saying, you're like, oh no, that's not correct. That oh, is sorry. the phonetic spelling of Gobert, though. He's French. Eh. Well, there's no, there's no like accent aigu on uh, ESPN. So bless you. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. Bless and uh, Conley, Mitchell, and Brantley. So that's six players for the Jazz that got over 10 points. And for the Thunder, they had three, if that helps you kind of understand how tonight went. But Ryan, I want to know who else won tonight and who else lost tonight. Welcome behind the curtain. This is Round Association. Matt, is this a weird experience for you? Yes, very. Okay, I'll, I'll try to do it justice. I'm okay. I'm, Are you good? I'm okay. I'm fine. Okay. Just don't mess up. <laughs> no writing on this. pressure there. Why don't we start in Minnesota, the Thunder's bitter rivals. No one doing the tank quite like the Timberwolves. The Brooklyn Nets, 127-97 to winners over Minnesota. Kevin Durant with a massive 31-4-4. and Anthony Edwards, though, he's been great. He's really been great. Turned it on since the All-Star break. 27 points, 8 rebounds, 2 boards for the Ant. Saw that since his uh, since his poster dunk over uh, Wontanabe and over the from the uh, Tampa or Toronto Bay uh, Raptors, I saw that he was averaging like 23 a game. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> like, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. The 27, 8, and 2 there. Moving on to Indianapolis, the Clippers, 126 to 115 winners there. Paul George led the way for the Clips, 36, 7, and 8. Malcolm Brogdon was the leader for the Pacers with 29 points. The Atlanta Hawks, winners of 7 of 8, without Trey Young again tonight but had no problem taking down the Toronto Bay Raptors. 108-103. Clint Capella, 19-21. Big double-double there. Pascal Siakam, 36-7 in the losing effort for Toronto. The Lakers emerge victorious over the Charlotte Hornets, 101-93. Dennis Schroeder, predictably, leading the way there as well with no LeBron James, no Anthony Davis. Schroeder has been good for them, especially uh, in that game against Brooklyn until he got tossed because referees hate fun. That was nice. <laughs> Caleb Martin, 17-10-5. and five for the Hornets. And then we just got two games in progress right now. In the fourth quarter, about five minutes left, 
The Phoenix Suns, 97 to 80. They lead the Miami Heat. DeAndre, 18, 17 points, 11 rebounds, and an assist. It would take an act of God, honestly, for the Heat to come back there. So go ahead and put an L in the Heat column as Phoenix just put another layup in. 99 to 80. That's good news for the Thunder. Uh, and then one that just honestly doesn't matter. Heading into the fourth <laughs> quarter, the Boston Celtics, 94 to 87. They lead over the Portland Trailblazers. Jason Tatum already having himself a night. 24 points, seven rebounds, and four assists. And mellow, former Thunder legend, a very mellow game. 18 points, one rebound, one assist. 94 so to 89. The, the Celtics <laughs> lead there. And that's that's all we got. It's a, it's a slow night in the association. Good job, Ryan. Yay. Well done, Ryan. Did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. So, Trey Young not playing, and it didn't affect the Atlanta Hawks at all. <laughs> I don't know why you say that like I... I'm the I'm the anti Trey Young podcast over here. No, I know. I'm I'm saying like you should be happy about that. I must what say. What you say off air. He, uh, he did look pretty fresh. Head to toe. He was in an Adidas McDonald's jumpsuit tonight jacket sweatpants and kicks head to toe it was phenomenal wow good for trey young. i never thought i would see the day that ryan would compliment trey young <laughs> no he does it all the time off air he's just he's playing a character on air so uh, you know, he's, he's, yeah. he's been good under mcmillan you can't right. can't really say anything bad about that under nate mcmillan He's yeah, you got him playing should, some quality basketball. You guys should hear him off air one time. If you ever see Ryan out and about, ask him about Trey Young. It's the hope and he'll that just you. he'll just throw praise on him. Just Ryan, I have sure. a question. Keep out in, in the wild? Direction. I have a question, and you may be able to tell me, since I think you have it pulled up. What are the current tankathon odds? Yes, we are everyone's favorite friend, your handy dandy pocket tank a thon guide. Guys, it was a big night. Tell me good news. Tell me good news. The Oklahoma City Thunder moved into sole possession of reverse sixth place. The Thunder are now half a game ahead of Washington with a two-game swing here come it's not it's not a back-to-back but basically in the period of a, a week and a half the thunder and washington will get their season series out of the way so now looking ahead oklahoma city is also tied with cleveland in the last <gasps> column Ooh, which spicy. would put the thunder up into the fifth best odds currently they have a nine percent chance to land a the number one overall pick and a 37% chance to get into the top four. If they can climb past Cleveland, that would bump up to 42% chance top four, 10% chance of the number one overall pick. And as everyone knows, it's that top five that everyone's looking at. Yeah, it's about, I think the last post game we had, it was around seven. Right. Yeah. So they've got, it's, been they, like it's with, increased two, two percent, yeah, which is like good. three games. And uh-huh. Russell Westbrook's been doing, doing Oklahoma City favors. Yeah, and that, Thanks, that's Russ. the beauty. Thank you. Thank you, Russell. Because that's the Long beauty. Both, not only Washington and Cleveland, but they're like three games out of the 10 spot in the East for the play-in tournament. So if the the guys on the team, we talk about organizations tank, teams yep. don't. Yep. The Cavs and Washington have to be looking at each other and going, for as bad as we have been all year long, we there a is chance. a legitimate path to the playoff play-in tournament, which could probably help the Thunder tiptoe on maybe to that fifth best odds. And and then you're really you know you're really talking there because uh, like right. we said, the Thunder have been all-time great over the last ten games. Loses seven straight, one and nine over their last ten, both the best marks in the league. If you're looking for tanking, 
Yeah, and I mean, they're kind of on a losing streak right now. They are on a seven-game losing streak. So good job, Thunder, <laughs> finally being serious about the tank. And you look ahead to their schedule. And coming up next, tomorrow night is going to be the Golden State Warriors. And after that, on Friday, will be the Detroit Pistons. And that will be a very important game for the Thunder to lose if they're serious about getting into that top five lottery pick. Moving forward, Toronto, and then the Washington Wizards, which, again... Very important game for the Thunder to lose. But Matt, do any of those matchups excite you? Um, it'll be good to see Russ play against Oklahoma City. Maybe the, with the way he's been playing, honestly, like I'm excited to watch Russell play. He's been on an insane tear lately. So excited to see him play. Uh, the rest, no. The rest, no. Just <laughs> no. no. What Just about no. you, Ryan? Any of those? Uh, what's the phrase like? Suit your fancy. I. I'm, I think that's I'm not correct, sure. Right? Tickle your Tickle. fancy. Okay, be. never mind. <laughs> uh, I like. Okay. I'm always anytime Steph Curry's around. I'm always fun for that because look, that we know this. Steph Curry on any given night, he, he's done it already. Like in the last week, he can just pop off for <laughs> something that's truly special. So he'll be inside the Chesapeake Energy Arena tomorrow. That brings me a lot of joy. I I think the losing streak goes to eight, then I think it comes to a, a screeching halt because I just don't see how. With Darius Baisley and Lou Dort playing uh, on paper, I don't know how the Thunder would lose to Toronto or Detroit just because they're just so much better players than, than what they're rolling out. On paper, I don't see it as a possibility, but with what Matt and I have talked about, if there's a minutes restriction on Lou Dort and or what, I'll, I'll Darius Baisley, that would be their only way I'll be I interested believe. to see the, the first game of that where they start playing the terrible opponents like mm-hmm. the f- first game who is the the Warriors I wouldn't consider them it's no so it'd be Detroit Detroit yeah. okay so Detroit is that will be telling if if Lou Dort plays 22 minutes Darius Baisley plays like 22 then I think I think that uh I think that got called down from the big man I just <laughs> I don't see that happening. Though. Like we saw I don't tonight, know if I do either. we saw tonight. Lou Dort had. Saying, what was? Like, no, I, I got had, you. It's something had, to what, keep like your eye on. If not, 30? then then I'm just. I've got my tinfoil hat. If they, if they if they played 36 minutes, then I've had my tinfoil hat. I'm trying to cook up conspiracies hey. and stuff. Then I'm wrong. So over the last two weeks, we owe some apologies to the conspiracy theory community. Just saying. Okay, but. <laughs> He was, yeah, I think Lou Dort had 35 points. Yeah, he had 35. And they and then, took him out. Yeah. And then Mardano was like, you know what? Nah, just go get yours. <laughs> we'll put you back in for a few. So who knows what decisions he's going to make at that point in time. But before we head out, Ryan, do you have any last thoughts about this game? Yeah, it's it's uh, good to see. This is what we kind of talked about, that bringing back Lou Dort and Darius Bates, they aren't Shea Gildas-Alexander. So I don't think that instantly means that the Thunder are going to kick it into gear and start reeling off, you know, five of their next ten games. But it does mean that these games have a much better chance of being uh, way more competitive. Because the Thunder's net rating hasn't really been that awful all year long until the last ten games where you pour in two or three 30, 40-point results. So it's good to see that Lou Dort and Darius Baisley can get out there and help make this thing more competitive so that the games are at least fun to watch. Because even in that third quarter, you're still enjoying what Lou Dort was doing, despite the fact that the Jazz are really keeping it on. So I'm just hoping that that means if we get Shea the re- anytime the rest of the year, that'll be fun. But for now... Uh, make this more palatable. Yeah, what about you, Matt? Any last thoughts? 
Uh, it was great to see Lou Dort have 42 points. I don't know how many uh, chances we'll get to see that ever happen again. I hope, I hope it's a lot more. I hope we get to see Lou Dort average 42 a game. That would be great. But I, realistically, I don't know if we'll get to see Lou Dort have 42 uh, again in a while. So it was good to see him uh, go off and then, yeah, keep the, keep the losing train rolling. Up I- to Seoul. Reverse six seed, as Ryan would say. Love that. Yeah, I, uh, I, I just think it'll be hard for Ludor to average 42 on 10 shots a game, Matt. Okay. I was going to say <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. same thing. <laughs> right. But that'll do it for us here for your first Take Thunder post game show. I am Christine Butterfield. That was Matt Burton. And, of course, behind the glass tonight was the